Welcome to the 10-9 Podcast, a show hosted by two hollowed-out, emotionally empty, and institutionalized veteran correctional officers struggling to maintain their sanity and their civility outside of their facility. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce your hosts, Roland Peters and William Young. Bill Young. Welcome to the 10 Nine. You're not Bill. I'm, I'm, uh, hi, welcome. I'm glad you made it. Uh, I'm glad you made it tonight. I'm the Bill Young. You were going to tell me, you came in and you were going to tell me a story about, uh, your tea and Mm -hmm. your problems Mm -hmm. purchasing, uh, Mm -hmm. tea. So Mm -hmm. please enlighten us. No, it's not really that good of a story. No, I just, none of your stories are really, but if you want to, uh, if you want to share it, that's how we can start. Kill time. Yes. So I, I ran downstairs, jumped in the vehicle, and I was on okay. my way here. And I, oh, crap. I forgot you, my beverage. You uh, ran down the stairs? I fell. You fell. I you fell, fell forward down the stairs. Bum, 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 okay. Bum, I just bum, want to give bum, them a bum, visual, yeah, let them know what's really happening. Those yeah. who have listened before understand. Those who have never listened, they're just getting to know you. So we, we right. want to put our best foot forward, let them know True. exactly what's going on. So you fell forward down the stairs. Yes. Anybody that knows Because me, you're running late. Nobody. No, no, actually, I wasn't. You, I, I left at six oh seven. So okay, plenty of time. Okay, but I realized I didn't have a beverage. Right. So, and tea is your usually you bring it in a gigantic cup mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to chase your meds, and mm-hmm. uh, you, yep. tonight you you're doing the double shot. Well, and, and, and if you see this, yeah, don't buy this. This stuff's horrible. No, it's not too bad. No, it's horrible. It's not too bad. So, it's, but you had difficulty purchasing uh, the tea that is well, readily available in every gas station yeah, between my I, house and your house. I never stop at the mini marts ever. Okay. To, to buy tea. Why? Because I make my own. Oh, that's right. Sun tea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you I, didn't make your own this time. I'm a Lipton's guy. No, because I was running late. I forgot it. Okay. I, when I fell down the stairs, I remember. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> I, okay, uh, that was your first thought when you started falling forward down the stairs. No, it's like when, crap! I forgot to make sun tea when I hit the bottom. Okay, I, I sure. realized that I forgot my beverage. Right, my beverage choice is tea, and so I, whew, I'm not going. Of up all the place. stories you've ever told on this podcast or to me personally, this so far is um, the truest. The, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I was going to describe what you're what you're doing right now is the truest. Okay, uh, story I've ever heard. So. I go into the uh, local Quickie Mart thing. Okay. And uh, like, oh, look, there's tea. Okay. $1.89. Lots of variations, varieties of oh, tea. Yeah. Yep, sweetened, yeah. unsweetened. Oh, yeah. Peach that, tea. That was, yeah. That was the, the biggest right. problem was the, the labels were turned back. So I didn't know what was sweet and what was unsweetened. Oh. Do not drink sweet tea. That's so, unsweetened, though. You brought you, Right. I yeah. Don't, I don't drink sweet tea. Okay. So it was a buck 89 and a second one for a dollar. Okay. So well, not a bad deal. Yeah, I'm doing that's that's pretty good. Okay. Well then I look up and it's it's two for three bucks. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm just that's uh yeah. So two eighty nine. Okay. Two for you know what? I'm getting the two for three because that just sounds like a better deal. It's not though. At the time it was because I was panicky because I was right. Late. One for one eighty nine and the second one for a dollar is what? Two eighty nine. Yeah. Or two for three. Yeah. is uh yeah yeah okay but at the time i i couldn't because i was running right. late no it's tough and and there was a guy you sitting, just said you're running late earlier yeah. you said you weren't but now you're running late well i left on time i like how as the story goes you get more and more honest no as I, we go i i left on time okay and, and my timing was good but i did not budget mini mark time. can we just can we just say that the show prep uh our our responsibility as far as show prep goes is i get everything ready while you speed through mm-hmm. the city mm-hmm. <laughs> and have these mm. mini adventures because you're running late no i'm I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned that <laughs> because the, the 45 mile an hour zone okay there's a yahoo in front of me doing 30 right okay he's gonna turn he's gonna do something okay two miles i followed this guy doing right. 30 miles an hour okay I'm, he doesn't understand. If you would have left at six oh four, you would have never ran into that. But Yahoo. he doesn't understand. I'm late. He needs to get the hell out Correct. of my way. Correct. What if what if it was a real emergency? What if you were heading then, to some place where you cared if you were on time or not? I would have went around. That's my cons- Oh well. So you had that but, option. But it was a two lane road. And so it's just. So you're standing in the T aisle. Let me just picture yeah. this. You're standing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, in front of the T aisle, well, which it, really, if I, you're not stoned, there's only two or three different options it's to the get tea. door. 
It's the T door. I was standing in front of the T the door. door. Yeah. And you're looking, mm-hmm. you're trying to, in your head, do math, no, which you probably haven't done since. More descriptive. The okay. door is open. Right. And I'm bent over. You're inside the cooler. My, my face is in, right. yes, in the okay. cooler. Okay. You're yeah. inside the cooler. Yep. Yeah. Because you have to get that close to read the T. Right. Right. So you're reading the labels, yep. uh, which they were backwards. You're trying to decide. I, I'm, I'm spinning. I'm right. spinning. Is $3 more than oh, $289? What's a what? better this, value? This is a sweetened one. I'm trying to put it back in. Right. It won't go back in. Right. So I'm just going to put it when down you here do that, do you feel, do you feel like it's a weird sense of obligation for me if I pull something out of the uh, tea cooler or pop cooler mm-hmm. that I don't end up getting? It has to go back. It has to go back. And I feel like it really doesn't. I could probably just put it wherever, but I feel, Mm -hmm. and it is difficult to, to work it in to do it. They wouldn't go back. It's not good. No. All right. So you're standing there struggling Uh both mentally with the cost and and trying to balance. Uh Is, is this worth the extra, what is it? 11 cents or. Well, at the time. Right. No, you're, you're in panic mode. Well, yeah. Two for three. You are in a similar state of mind uh, that I was in when I burnt my finger when I had my life or death mm. pizza predicament. And no, um, no. so, so I get it. I, I can empathize with you. This, this one was worse. Uh, I can empathize with you. And well, cause you're having a mental break. You're Walter White standing in front of the tea aisle. You're not sure how you got there. You're not sure what kind of tea to get. Although you make tea all the time. So you're sort of in this context, I like my tea. The subject, huh? I like my tea. Correct. I, this, Correct. Uh, but you've decided to step out. You've yeah, decided that making sun tea uh, was. Uh, I can't uh, make sun tea now. Why? Because it's been cloudy for all week. Right. So I, I, I do my tea bags on the stove. <laughs> but but I, I forgot. <laughs> okay. So it's eight tea bags in the sun. So did jar. somebody help you? Did somebody come up to help you? No, 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 no. I, I figured it out on my own. I went with the two for three. Two for three. Uh, okay. Instead of the two for two eighty nine, because that was a dollar eighty nine, and then a second one for a dollar. Dollar eighty nine sounds like a lot, but two for three sounds real easy. So I'm just going to grab these, and they suck. They uh, they, they suck. They got yes. you. Yes. Uh, so what you're drinking is you're drinking the black tea, yeah. unsweetened pure leaf, yeah. uh, real brewed tea, right. never from powder, and right. you don't like it. No, it's horrible. Okay. It's, uh, so what have we learned today? Is that the same kind? Did you get yeah, two of the yeah, same kind? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was nice. two for three. Okay. So I you had to get the, you couldn't mix and match. No. Oh no, you can't. Okay. So so I go up to the the, the counter thing. Okay. Plexiglass. Well, people lined up buying COVID. white cloth. Yeah, I mean you have to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, 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 I I'm not lying. lined up buying white cloth. Okay. Was, or Trulies. There was a guy in front of me. Right. Had had the white cloth. A guy. A guy. I, I guess I assumed it was a female. No, it was construction guy. Really? Had and he wasn't buying cloth. like bush light or something? No, he just really had, he had the white cloth. Weird. And then the the lady in front. He must of have him. been a drywall finisher. No, or a foreman. He's foreman. picking that up for his he, wife. He looked. Like he's a not. Foreman. He's not drinking he's, that white claw right now. Lady in front of him had the seltzer. Yeah. The the yeah. Okay. And and so they had two lanes. So the the other gentleman to the right was buying uh, two fireball shot little bottles. Right. And I'm thinking, well, no wonder this place gets robbed all the time. And all they do is alcohol sales. So, but. I get to the thing and I said, you know what? I'm here. I'm never, you know, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get my log. Okay. And the lady says, she says what? Okay. I don't understand. Did she have a mask on? And that's what I said. You said, I don't understand. I I just said, okay. Cause I don't know what she said. Right. (laughs) So you just agreed. Yeah. You said, okay. I said, okay. She said, and then she said it a second time. Okay. She said, even after you agreed, uh-huh. she said something, you agreed, she said it again. Uh-huh. So it was obviously not a, I agree question. I figured that out okay. lately. All right. After, because she said it. And then I every went, time you slam your tea down, it I, sounds I, like you're I trying apologize. to get out of the casket. Uh, so <laughs> we may need to have to work That's on a different right. mic stand yeah. uh, situation. So, but she said, and so I said, okay. And then, so she said, <laughs> was she a Muppet? Well, I I didn't know what she was saying, and so the guy next to her translated said, "ID, please." Oh, the guy with the the seltzer? No, the guy that waited on the seltzer guy, the the other guy behind. Oh, her so the other worker, yeah, they who could speak clearly, right? Was he not muffled by plastic and uh, masks? You know, I think it was more. He was gray haired, big goatee, so he was my age, right. so he could relate. He pro- to me. Okay, 
he did the he enunciated enunciated slowed it down you read his words right right okay and, and so i said huh right because you don't look 21 and that's what right. i said and he said well it makes you feel good doesn't it uh said, nobody's asked me that question in 40 years right so, so you should feel good because obviously something why? you've been doing has worked be if if the gas station attendants that you're purchasing your tea from think you're underage and why did you have to show id to purchase tea oh it was for the, the oh, see you're not this is the absolute worst story you've ever told well but the, i guess the point of this and i'm not i'm going to just nice just how's, easy how's would you well, okay I'm, I'm just I'm a little so you've got up. so you bought not only did you buy tea but you bought tobacco so you're yeah. sitting uh that's another uh well, decision but that's why she said uh id please right well, but she said baby right and i so she was young. I couldn't understand what she was saying. Right. Plus, she's asking me for ID. I would not ask you for your ID. Mm. I would come around the corner and check your pulse. I would see if you were mm. actually, or or I would maybe poke to see if I was uh, speaking with a spirit to see if maybe there was the the ghost of my dead grandfather that came to purchase some tea and some skull. Uh, that's what I would have done. I wouldn't have asked for your ID. I would have checked to see if you were uh, living. But okay, so I, and I'm going to agree with that because I'm the oldest guy in the mini mart by 20 or 30 years. Did not card the uh, seltzer lady, right? Did not card the white right. guy. Both of them looked closer to underage than you. Oh yeah, they were 20s. Right, right. Not carded. So what do you think the problem was? Ageism. Ageism. I you like think that's that. what it was? I'm going with that. You think or yeah. or did she not card the two? And he said, "Hey, you need to start carding people." So she picked, she said, let me show you how the ridiculous your policy is and let me card the oldest guy that's come in here today. Because what time was it? You know what? Well, it was right before I got here and I'm, I'm going to go with. <laughs> uh, Which was 10 minutes late. Well, yeah, because I spent 10 minutes looking at tea. Which right. I had budgeted my time. I would have been here on time. Right. I think she carded me because she knew she didn't really have to look at the age because she knew I was old. Do they really look at the age when you I show them? I, I don't, don't. They don't have time. I don't think she. Did. When you take your ID out of your wallet and yeah. give it to them, there's no. First of all, it's really small print. Mm -hmm. um, different states have their ages in different areas, their dates of birth, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's possible, especially like when you go to a concert or or a sporting event. There's no way that they're actually looking and checking your no, ID. No, that's it's, no. they're just going through the motions. And that's why I think she said, bleh, 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 because she knew she didn't really have to look. So you because, think that's why she didn't enunciate her words? Because she. I don't know what her problem really, was. She's millennial. You know, on the young. Young. Yeah. Dyed hair. As a nose fact, ring. Uh, you know, she may have. I didn't really make eye contact because I was looking for my. 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 my, my because I didn't know where my mimimit was. What is your oh your ID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so a, it's on a stone it's on a stone tablet, isn't it? Don't you have to keep it in the back of your car? You have to go out and get it and and then drag it in and show. Just because I was issued a motor vehicle license before you were born by Moses, this, this yeah, not, Moses came this, down from the mountain God. with the Ten Commandments and your driver's license. You know, it's, and, a, it's uh, only funny because it's true. <laughs> So other than your, so you true. got your tea, you, yeah. you, 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 yeah, you and, navigated and, the situation good. It, it's horrible. Right. It's horrible tea. Right. You, but it's you rotten. drank it very fast. Well, it's because I'm, you downed I'm it. excited to be here. Nice. I'm yeah, excited for you to be no, here. I'm, I'm, uh, anytime we can get together, anytime we can have a discussion without interruption, uh, feels good to me. Never happens. No, never it, happens. it doesn't. It doesn't. And I think that's because the things that we discuss, uh, the conversations that we have are so riveting. Um, so stimulating uh, to those around us that they just have to partake. Oh yeah, they always jump in. Yeah, invited or yeah, not. and and I think we're gonna. I think one of the things we're gonna do moving forward is I think we're gonna invite uh, people in to to just sit down and and just and just talk and see and see what uh, see what ideas they have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll bring it in, or yeah. we'll just bring our equipment to work, and we'll just uh, we'll just do it from there. This is a lot of setup to. Uh to be yeah. hauling around you would have to rent a u-haul right and then uh you'd have do to you like the setup you like the I new do. setup i do it's uh i wish i had this room in high school uh yeah it it, it you it, know what it, it reminds me of what? uh uh starsky and hutch uh the the bar that huggy bear ran 
<laughs> okay. The, the only thing is that nice. there needs a, a go-go girl on the table. Nice. That's but the, nice, uh, no, I do like the lighting. It's okay. uh do you like the, do you like the logo? Uh, that's that uh, uh, one of our coworkers uh, crafted and, you know, I, uh, and, and I gave made to fun me. of that, but that it's is, terrific. Uh, isn't it? It's very nice. It's beautiful. It's very, you know, yeah. I, I just made fun of it because I'm jealous. For those for one. those who are listening to this in your car or while you're laying on the couch deciding if you're going to get up and experience life. That's me. A coworker of mine did a, a large sign out of wood uh, on a CNC machine. He crafted it. It's the Just Corrections logo, the YouTube channel, and uh, it's fantastic. It's very nice. It is, it is terrific. Yeah. Kudos. So, so Kudos. other than that, how was your week? This is what the this is when people discuss the, the podcast the most with me. They come and they they are keeping up with your uh, daily events, your activities throughout the week is is kind of like a, a soap opera for them. I um I think the uh, tea purchase was enough of a story. Is that the that's, most? That's the most exciting, uh, challenging thing that you've ran into uh, this week. I'm thinking it's okay. got to be. It's uh, well, that's a good week. Yeah, because I I don't go to uh, the the quickie marts that much, so it, the going to that that particular store was was an adventure for me. It was it was fun. I didn't realize they had uh, slot machines and little uh, thousands of bottles of liquor, and it was just. Did you go to Vegas? Vegas was where this quick no, trip was. No, it was. Uh, no, it was between me and you. Oh. <laughs> so it wasn't Casey's. <clears throat> So I got an email the other day, and okay. I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Um, I got an email from uh, from a female who um, recently experienced a death in her housing unit. Mm. Um, mm. Not to say well, that was my segue from your mm. uh, light tea story to some serious stuff. Well, that tea was uh, that was a pretty pretty big deal to me. But right, you seem right. to be making light of. A tragic event well, I'm in my just, life. Yeah, I mean, but, you you but, totally disregarded my my burn, my my near death experience well, yeah, with because a that was pepperoni silly. pizza. That was silly because you just you were in a hurry to eat pizza and right. you burned your fingers right. because you were in a hurry. So I don't consider that anything other than your fault. Understood. So this so this uh, so this female officer. Okay. She emails me and she says, "Last week I had a death in my housing unit." Um, but here's the problem. The problem was, uh, that particular night, that particular shift, she wasn't assigned to her housing unit. She was bumped. She was bumped out to work a female unit. And, uh, while she was working in that female unit, she hears the, the radio traffic, the call, uh, of a unresponsive individual in her unit. Okay. Her normal unit, her normal unit, the unit she, she should have been working in. So she emails me and she's she's um, she's frustrated. She feels like um, she could have prevented it. She feels like if she would have been there, it wouldn't have went down the way it went down. Uh, so there's a bit of um, a bit of guilt, a little bit of anger there. Um, what? You want my answer to that? Yeah. Go ahead. Because I. Uh, I didn't ask the question yet, but go ahead. Well, no, because I'm I'm going to cut all this off with the the the. There's a higher power, okay. And we've discussed this, okay. Um, things happen for a reason. And right. we Are you talking about administration? Is the higher power? No, I'm oh, talking okay. spiritually. Oh well, shit, we're going. Yeah, we're going. Because uh, yeah, we've talked a a, a lot uh, off of this about right. Um, nobody chooses corrections. Corrections chooses them. Correct. Nobody grows up saying, I want to be a correctional Correct. officer. Uh, whether you believe whatever you believe, but there is a God and, and God and the angels and whoever's in charge put you where you need to be. And maybe just maybe there was no way of stopping what would have happened. So she was removed from that situation. Do you know what I'm? Do you get where I'm going with this? I I, I think so. I think so. But uh, but keep time. on. Well, no, it's, it's keep going. Well, it's I don't. I, not everybody believes in God, but I 
I personally believe that we are we are put where we are by somebody other than us. We things happen that we uh, can't explain. We can't explain. Can't we, control, we, and we we don't control. So right. if there is an inevitable situation that is going to happen, whether you think that you could have changed that or been there or not, your guardian angel removed you from that situation because maybe they, I don't want to say you're not strong enough to handle it, but we need you, we need you somewhere down the road. Right. And we can't afford to lose you now over this, over something that we can't control. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And I'm actually, uh, I'm freaking out a little bit right now because, uh, you, uh, there's some depth to you that I didn't know was there before. I don't um, bring it out. I, I totally, I totally brought you on board, agreed to do this, uh, just so I could mock you and make fun of you. Right. Kicking episode after episode, kicking and screaming. I joined and, yes. um, no, you bring up a great point and, and you can look at, I learned a long time ago. I had a situation, um, that really, really messed with me early in my career. Um, you know, working in corrections, we come up with things all the time that we can't control. Mm-hmm. We, but, but the problem I think is, and, and this, and this female officer, and I know other officers listening will think, no, I am in control. Like I am responsible for things, the things that happen in my housing unit. I'm responsible for things that happen on the yard when I'm, when I'm working. Um, and to a certain extent that's true, but because we're so used to compliance control, mm-hmm. It could really do some damage for us, kind of really throw us off a little bit when things, uh, when I guess, can I just say reality happens? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and I agree with you. I think that one of the hardest lessons for me to learn was number one, I can't control what happens when I'm not there. I can't control what happens in an area when I'm not assigned to that area. I can't control what happens in my housing unit on my weekend. And that was one of the mm-hmm. things that would always piss me off. I'd have a great week. Mm-hmm. I'd go home. I'd come back. I find out there's this fight or yeah. that, you know, somebody had a shank or that something happened. This is totally out of character for this guy. Had I been here, it would, it would have never, never have happened. happened. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, right. and so, but I learned, I, I had to have a, a coworker, a veteran set me aside and say, Hey, look, dude, uh, you can't even control the things that happen while you're there. Mm-hmm. certainly don't worry about it when you're not there. Like you cannot stop whatever's going to happen. Right. And that's, I've, I've had older officers equate corrections to baseball. You're not going to, you're not going to hit a home run every time. Right. If you can get three out of 10, that's, I hate baseball. that's 300. Yeah. But I hate baseball. And I hate, Do you have a different things. example. Uh, I'll go with, I'll go back to the, there are no coincidences. Okay. Everything happens for a reason. We've, okay. t- we've talked about this. I, I read, I read a thing, um, you know, these motivational, like, you know, life, you know, doesn't give us whatever. Yeah. Lemonade. And it was a baseball analogy. And the guy, the whole thing it. was about, they never changed the size of home plate. I love baseball. They're like, basketball hoops they lower their hoop and football fields they shorten the field and soccer they do this but but in baseball home plate never changes a strike's a strike yeah strike's a strike but sometimes your dad is throwing you the ball sometimes it's underhand pitch sometimes it's on a tee right so it's like no baseball's not like the ultimate test of manhood uh you know of life lessons it's um you know we we make we progress just like anything else so Sorry about that. I got off. No, I got no, off the topic right. a little bit. Uh, I'm but, not a fan of baseball. But but you hate to lose. You you hate to be wrong. You hate to lose. But if you're, it depends on what it is. If I care about it, yes. If I don't, if I don't, right. I guess if I don't care, I don't see it as losing. But if you're wrong five out of ten times, you're still batting five hundred, which is still really yeah. But if good. I'm wrong five out of ten times, I'm an idiot. You said it. I did. <laughs> That's why corrections is so awesome because we're like, you know, we say nothing happened tonight and we, and we, we take credit for that. Right. We're like, nothing happened and nothing happens in my unit when I'm here, you know, 
Yeah. Well, guess what? Uh, nothing was going to happen in your unit anyways tonight. And that's that's what it is. And maybe you didn't stop anything. No, I'm just kidding. They did. People do. Being proactive, being walking around. There's there's mm-hmm. there's a million things that correctional officers stop every day. That we, we don't just, know. That we don't know. And, and so we get this sense of maybe this false sense of security, this false sense of control. And I think that's what this officer is experiencing. Is she's taking it. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, when this results in a death. it's It hurts. It's hard. And it's not just that, right? It's all these events that lead up to this. It's 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 mm-hmm. your decisions, and then now somebody's dead, and you say, "I could have stopped that." Yeah, if I would have been there, right. maybe she would have talked to me. Maybe, yeah. So this is a good example too of of um, you, you know, I talk about my 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 book, the nothing that never happened, right? I mean, because she's not in that housing unit, she didn't experience the death, she wasn't there doing CPR. She wasn't there in the aftermath of that. She's on the other side of the facility experiencing this guilt, mm-hmm. this powerless, hopeless feeling because she couldn't do anything about it. But maybe when she lost that one in her primary unit, she saved one in the. Oh, other. I agree 100%. That's, I agree 100%. But how do you get somebody to understand that? You, you can't. Right. You're. People don't understand when there is a loss of life within a facility. Uh, if you know bank robber chime, it doesn't matter. We all deal with how could somebody do that to themselves. There's a, a sense of loss, whether we like that person or not. Right. And we recently had some in in our facilities that they were not good people. That they passed natural causes different. But if someone commits suicide, it it bothers you regardless. It, it does me regardless right. of of that person's history because it's life is precious. How could you throw that away? Like people don't though. People get angry. People get mm-hmm. really angry, and I think this is why I always suggest reading and learning as much about suicide, suicidal ideation as you can, because I I need people to understand that. If you have uh, an inmate in custody and this inmate in custody decides to take his or her own life and it evokes an emotional response out of you to where you're angry, to -hmm. where you're happy about the death, to where you, Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I, I, um, I've heard, um, I wish I could be there and watch that person die. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things. Oh, you have the, the, the people that are cheering, right. in the cheering it on. And, yeah. and, and I right. want, I just want people to understand that that is an example of this job, that event, that suicide empathy, fatigue, affecting them. Empathy, f- fatigue, compassion, fatigue. That, that just came up this last corrections, week, so fatigue, much. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's that's the new catchphrase. That's it's, the buzzword. It is right. I'm I'm gonna ride that all the way into the ground. Right, and it it, it, it so it exists across uh, all professions that people pour out themselves emotionally for other people, and five out of ten times we lose. And so, what does that do to you, right? If you are, and it doesn't have to be five out of ten times people die, right? But five out of ten times you're wrong. Five out of ten times that inmate ends up fighting anyways. Five out of 10 mm-hmm. times they, they get out and continue to do meth. Um, what does that do to you over time? Now you can say nothing. People say nothing. Well, it doesn't matter. But working in a facility as long as we have, you form a relationship. You form a, uh, you become invested in and the outcome of these people's lives to some varying degree. Mm-hmm. Some of them, it may just be to where you hope they end up in prison. Like, I don't want this person to ever be out on the street ever again. You know, it's while you were describing that whole scenario right there, right. The, the only word that kept coming into my mind was disconnect. Emotional numbness. Yeah. Yeah. You, you distance yourself. You don't care as much, but, but on the other but, side of that coin, you still are emotionally invested in, and what happens in your housing unit right. and and when you have when you have a loss of life it it affects medical staff I, i'm sorry i i cut you off go ahead no it's okay i was i was just gonna segue back to you buying tea uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and sucky tea at that no you're uh, right overpriced sucky tea uh, 
so I recently spoke to some new hires, um, and uh, you know, I'm lucky enough that uh, I'm in a place where uh, the training staff they want you to come in and they want this information out there. This corrections fatigue, compassion See, now fatigue. Now I'm hurt because they keep Why? me away from all the new staff. I'm never allowed to interact with the new staff. I yeah. You you see a problem with that? We're about retention, not oh, repulsion. Oh, oh, and so, so okay. uh, yeah, no, we want them sense. to be vested a little bit before they interact with you. I understand. Now. No, I, I appreciate Thanks. it. Thank yeah, you. thank good. you. Thank you for enlightening me. Back to your story. But back to you, Will. It's hard. So there's a slide, and up on that slide, it says, you know, it's quotes from officers, and it says, "I have been, I have become." cynical i have become angry i've become i have become emotionally numb um you know while i work in this profession and i asked these guys i said and it hit me i said hey what is this right here this sentence right here i've become cynical i've become angry i've become emotionally numb what is that i said is that the academy like is that what we teach you to do and and i think it is right situational awareness hypervigilance uh, everybody's going to lie to you. Everybody's going to try to kill you. Everybody's going to try to escape. You're the only person with the keys in this whole area. So we form these impressionable minds. And so then when they go upstairs, uh, that's, that's how they view it. Right. But here's the problem. People are still people and you can't just at first in the beginning, I don't feel like you can just turn it on and off. Right. Like if no, you're, if you're no. a caring person, or you maybe you worked in a customer service field and then you get to corrections. You can't just boom. So what happens over time is five out of 10 times you get fucked. Mm -hmm. Five out of 10 times it turns into an argument. Five out of 10 times you realize the inmate lied to you. And over time you start to pr protect yourself because I'm not getting set up like that again. I'm not going to uh, put myself out there, right. invest um, time into this, person that is is going to keep hurting me yeah i'm, I'm not going to help you burn me again right and i can hear yeah. people oh it's not that's not what it is not what it is. yeah it yeah. is yeah. yeah it is you because you have you, i i don't feel that there are people in corrections maybe maybe handfuls maybe pockets of people in this population of professionals that are um you know apathetic to uh you know a human nature right but I feel like the most of mo the majority of us, uh, you feel like it's a calling. I feel like the majority of us are uh, invested in what happens in our housing. And like mm -hmm. when I get upset at an inmate, it's, it's not. It's because I expect more. It's because I've I've set up these expectations based on our uh, relationship moving forward based on the history I've had with this individual for, for five minutes, five weeks, five years, some of them longer, 15 years. And, uh, they keep, they keep, uh, being less than successful. Now there's a whole, you did it. You did it. This I did it. We're going to have to get new mics next time. Um, that's the first time I, you there's did a whole, me. there's a whole, uh, you know, list of factors that go into them not being able to be what we consider successful. But every time something like that happens or we run into a situation we can't control, we take a hit. We take a hit personally. And the problem is if we don't acknowledge that, if we don't say, you know what? Yeah, that, that upset me today. Or I'm very angry that I wasn't in that housing unit to prevent that suicide. Mm -hmm. um, then that, emotion is going to fester. That emotion is going to get worse. It's going to compile. And so the next time your, you know, kids break a lamp or don't take out the trash, you're going to take it out on them. You're right. Right. And yeah. so acknowledging that, right. Talking to people, learning how to process that is a big part of that. You agree? I do. It, but it's also, it's, uh, these situations that the, the, the cracks in the glass, you, you, you don't right. see them. You don't know them. You don't tiny fractures, you, tiny fractures. Right. They, they sneak up on you right. and then all of a sudden the, the, the window shatters. Right. Um, it, so yeah, you, you're experiencing all these things, but yet you don't realize that it's affecting you. You don't know how to ask for help until it's too late. Right. That's well, because I think you're told that if you ask for help, you're weak. Uh, yeah. They may not straight out tell you that. Yeah. 
but I think the perception. So I, I recently put out there, I said, Hey, I'm working on a new project. Who wants to share their stories with me? Right. I didn't respond. No, you didn't respond, but, but hundreds of people did. Okay. And they're weak. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just, uh, yeah, it was all, it was all minimum custody people who've worked in corrections for 18. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I I do have a story about that. There's some horrific, uh, what, what's your story? No, it's completely, uh, opposite. Left field. Yeah. Oh, it's the other end of the spectrum of what you were talking about. So, right. so go ahead and finish. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, you've completely derailed uh, my train of thought. So uh, tell your baseball story. So score one for me. Yeah. No, I, I just, I, you were talking about the success stories, and it just keeps popping in my mind that uh, Sarah, that works upstairs, Sarah's a listener, mm-hmm. and she uh, had called down, and it's something that we should talk about, but there are success stories. She's been getting phone calls all week right. of people that have graduated the program. Right. Two years sobriety, three years sobriety, That's four years deal. sobriety. That's a big deal. That that are making it. Right. That uh that we don't always see that. We just we go through fifty people a month and we never hear anything ever again. But one of the reasons one of the things that when you hear those stories and you, this is why I come to work. I'm not in corrections for the accolades. I don't need anybody to tell me that what I did helped them. Hey, that's me. Right. That's why oh. we don't put you in front of the new hires. <laughs> yeah. yeah I you know, worry. I think to, to your point there, I think that, uh, and, and Sarah's a fantastic person, a fantastic example. I of, just wanted to share uh, yeah. with you that no. there are success. Stories. No, there, there, there are, but we need to shift our definition of what is success. Right. And so uh, one of the stories I've talked about before, I don't know if if I've ever talked about it on this platform, but years ago I went to an AA meeting because I was writing, I I was taking a class in college and I had to write a paper. Part of my assignment was to go to some AA meetings. Hi, I'm Bill. Bill. That's where I learned that. That's where I started my uh, negotiating career. But I went and uh, I had zero knowledge of what the program was other than common knowledge. Like, okay, people are drunks and so they go to AA. Coffee, cigarettes, and donuts. Right. And, and there was all that. And, and it, was, it was crazy because I, so I felt like um, I shouldn't be there, right, first of all. So I'm sitting uh, in my vehicle. I go to uh, a meeting that is far away from my house, right, hoping that I don't run into anybody that I know. So... I get out of my vehicle. I start walking. You got to walk down, walk around to the back door of this place. And uh, guess what? I see somebody I know. And it's a gentleman whose daughter has gone to school with my son from kindergarten all the way to high school. (laughs) So this Mm -hmm. is not a guy that I kind of know in passing. This is a guy I've sat next to it at school programs for 12 years, right? And he School choirs, PGA everything, meetings. everything. And he says, he says, Bill, how are you? I said, uh, I'm fine. How are you? He goes, I'm good. He goes, he goes, are you, uh, is this court appointed or are you here on your own? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So was it court appointed for me? No, no. no. So what did I say? Uh, you, you told me the story. I don't remember. I lost you. Right? No, he says, are, are, so are you, is this court appointed for you or, or are you here on your own? I said, no, 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 I'm here on my own. Okay. Because I was for a college class. Yeah. But what he heard was, I'm here on my own. I'm an alcoholic. Help right, me. right, right. Yep. And so as soon as those words left my mouth and he put his arm around me <laughs> and said, here, you can sit by me. I said, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like. Now you're bonded. Shit. You know, so you go in, you go into this place and, uh, it's incredible, right? So you sit down and it is, you go around and everybody talks and you know, they go over the rules or whatever. You don't have to talk. You just introduce yourself. You move on. And I'm like, Oh, I mean, there's like 30 people here. So three, three or four, um, and this was probably back in 2009 or 10, maybe. I just kind of bumped over to community corrections. Um, and so nine, you know, whatever, but so it we just get, struck me. You went to college. 
Don't worry about it. Okay. Sorry. Don't worry about it. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you think I just gathered all this information through life? Uh, I learned to do this job in a textbook, right? Osmosis. No. Oh, sorry. I did go to college. I don't have a degree. But I'm sorry. Don't know. Don't know. Don't stop. And, stop. Uh, don't get off your story. Tell me. You're, uh, keep going with your story. He put his arm around you. He we went inside. You. There's So we started. We went around the table. And about three people in, there's this chick. And she's sitting there. And uh, she says, hi, my name is so-and-so. I wish I could remember her name. Hi, my name is so-and-so. Um, Can we call her Sonia? So let's call so her Sonia. Sonia sounds sure, like so-and-so. So -and -so. Yeah, it, uh, especially if you're mumbling in a window at a quick trip. Yeah, I need, uh, I, I, I need your baby. She said, I, my name is Sonia, and uh, I've been sober for 60 days. And in my mind, sitting there, I'm like, congratulations, you haven't done drugs for 60 days. I haven't done drugs for 35 years, right? Good, good job. Great job. And then immediately, I, in my mind, I said, okay, okay, smartass, what could you not do for 60 days? Mm. Could you not drink coffee for 60 days? Could you not drink alcohol for 60 days? Could you not drink soda for 60 days? Mm. Could you not, you know, smash pepperoni pizza in your face for 60 days? Right? Like, mm. what could you not do? So, I was getting ready to start a, a, a workout program at that point, me and my wife. And I said, this is a great, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to see, it was a 10 week program. I said, I'm going to see if for 60 days or the duration of this program, I'm going to cut out my coffee. I'm going to cut out my soda. I'm not going to drink. I'm going to, I'm going to do exactly what the program says. And I'm going to stick to this. And it was because of her. And that realization, I, I did it. I went, and it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was so hard. Mm -hmm. And I made it uh, 10 months without drinking. I don't want to make it sound like I'm a drinker, but I do like to yeah. I, I do like to drink a little bit. Um, 10 months, and, and then you... you 10 uh, months, no failed. coffee. For a correctional officer, uh, 10 months, no coffee. Uh, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially overnights when every it's, it's brewing and it smells really But it was crazy good. because every situation that would come up where a neighbor would offer me a beer, I would be like, I'm not, I'm not breaking this for you. Like, I've made it this far. I've made it three months. I've made it four months. This is not the situation where I decide I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop this. Uh, same with coffee, same with pop, all that. Uh, I did have a glass of champagne. What what happened was my best friend uh, of for my whole life got married, and uh, at the toast I had a I had a sip of champagne with him. Uh, that for me was worth breaking uh, my my ten month streak of sobriety. But that lady, that girl, and I hope she's doing great, was was a big key not only to my success in the program that I did. But the length of time that I went and the other thing that she did is because of her things she was struggling with. What I don't know if it was drugs or alcohol. I don't know. I know there's NA and AA, but people go to AA for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Because of whatever's happened in her life that put her in that meeting at the same time I was in that meeting. It gave me a new... You see how I'm bringing this all together? No. It, <laughs> No, because uh, I, I'm going in a different direction. Okay, there, there are no coincidences. No, that's exactly where I'm going with this. Oh well, then I'm go trying ahead. to Tell I'm trying story, to then. bring the story around to make your point uh, even more powerful. Oh, my points are weak, so yeah, and, please, please uh, help. Yeah, because there are no coincidences. There are there's a right. reason that you were at that. But this meeting. is what I want. So, is this how deep we want to go on this podcast today? So, listen. Uh, and this will make or break the audience right here. As uh, so, I, I hope already I hope out. Nick Thanks. I hope Nick hangs on here. What events in this girl's life, in her parents' life, in her grandparents' life, led up to her and I being in the same AA meeting at the same time? Because here's what's yeah. happened: all of that stuff, that garbage, those experiences that she went through to get her to that meeting at that time, right? Do you know how many inmates that's affected positively? By mm -hmm. giving me an understanding, 
by giving me uh, a real world firsthand experience of addiction and, and saying, because it is, I mean, mm-hmm. whether you're addicted to right. coffee or cocaine or pizza or methadone, it's all the same, mm-hmm. right? It is. It can control your life. And, and so I know now I took that. And when, in, when now an individual says, I say, how are you doing? Well, I'm good. I've been sober for three weeks. Outstanding. Hey, great fucking job. That's really tough. It is. That's really tough. You know? Um, and I was just kind of doing it, you know, in passing and, and, you know, my addictions in the short term maybe won't kill me. Uh, but they do damage and, and they take over your life and legal versus illegal. Right, right, right. And that's just, you know, a piece of paper, but, um, the only difference between me and you is the color of the uniform. Right. And I, I can't say that enough. If you, you can go that route or you can go the Stanford prison experiment. Route. Somebody brought that up the other day. Can I read you a, can I read you a, a, a comment? I wish you would. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to read this to you. And, uh, is this the, about the dryer lint? I read, no, I can read you that one too. That, that was a good one. I, I think you should share that. Okay. One. I'll share that one first. Um, I read all the comments on all my, all my stuff. And, uh, I, but I've stopped responding to some of them. Mm-hmm. I, I responded to every comment and it's just too much. Um, you never respond to my comments. So that's why well, I think I, this I is you. I think I this is you using a fake, fake account. Do you realize how much work it would be um, for me to do a fake account? Well, but you, uh, you could do it between commercial breaks while you're watching mash. If I could, uh, gun smoke, but gun smoke. if, if I could uh, lay on the couch right. and do it, then yeah, maybe right. you could. This guy says, uh, dude, I had to mute your video. Your voice is the absolute worst. And the way you try to deliver your video is obnoxious. Stop talking out of the side of your mouth, too. (laughs) This is why I thought this was you. Uh, Also, it looks like you have dryer lint stuck to your (laughs) Uh, do we have an AED? Do we need an AED in here? Man down. Is there Man is there a do- is there a doctor in the house? Code green. Doctor Code in house. He says, "Dude, I had to mute this video." <laughs> so why won't you just turn it off? Why don't you fucking mute it and then still stare at it? <laughs> and then now you're spilling your spittoon. This is the app. He said, "Your voice oh, is man. the absolute worst." Uh, this is why I thought this was you. Yeah, because every, this is the these are the things you say to me. This is everything I have ever said. Right, to you. right. Yeah. And this guy put it all in one comment, yeah. which I that's why I think it was you. Um, so uh, you know, the side of your mouth and uh, and, <laughs> and dryer lint stuck to my chin. So uh, you know, fuck that guy. And, <laughs> um, Wait a minute! Why are you talking to me that way? <laughs> Why'd you move the mic? I'm sorry. You do a great impersonation. I didn't want to yell. And what's funny is that you, when you get going, uh, (laughs) other people love it. They love when you make fun of me. uh, Well, I do too. They just get. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. right, So wrap it up. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. I mean. So I made a video a while back um, about uh, why are CEOs fat? Why isn't there more after the dryer lint? No, on the no, 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 no. So oh. what I, I mean, what I told him is uh, that I appreciated. Thanks for taking the time out of your day, Mike. Uh, that's his name, Mike, to insult me. Uh, I hope it is the <laughs> highlight of your day, right? Of course um, it was. Right. Sorry. But it doesn't bother me. I'm a emotionally callous uh, correctional right. officer. Fuck that guy. Who's trying to help other correctional officers. This guy was probably probably is a correctional officer, you know. And yeah. and here's what I think of guys. If you're if you're listening, if he's you're, jealous because he can't grow the. I don't know hair. that if it's that it's that because um, this guy, to me, if you're going to leave a comment like that, you are clean shaven. You know, you're you're high and tight. You're clean shaven. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. But it's impressive because he had time to uh, between spit polishing his boots. Yeah. Uh, to pressing his uniform. Right, right, yeah. right. So that's his like his hobby. Like he goes on YouTube after he's done, uh, you know, beating his kids. He goes to YouTube and watches video about correctional officers. I put a bag over my right. wife's head, right. turn off the lights. Make but what he doesn't me. know, what he doesn't know is that uh, that I have friends and uh, all I have to do is send this to uh, Beast Larson. Oh, yeah. And it, it this guy could have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I could yeah. I could unleash the beast. Yeah, there's people that would and, take care of him. 
<laughs> right, right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go. What, what was the other one? Because the other one was really good, too. So this comment was left on a video that I did about why are correction officers fat? And, mm. and, and so, you know, if you watch my videos, great. If you don't, uh, just corrections on YouTube. And, and actually, you're probably watching this on YouTube, so you already know about it. But, um, yeah, I like to have a little fun. I like to have a little fun. I like to play with it. Some of it, you know, it's serious. But so this this person um, leaves this video and it's a long video. And, and I like because YouTube tells me if you've edited the comment or not. And so this was edited. It says, uh, so why are CEOs fat? Okay. And in the video, I talk about we don't always have time to work out. We don't always have the, the emotional drive after uh, a long week to work out, whatever. You can watch the video. So it says, hey, how about this? Okay. How about this? Give some of your snacks to the starving <laughs> MFers that are so hungry that they sit up all night eating toilet paper. <laughs> oh. How many rolls of toilet paper can a person does that will that sustain you? I I had a guy uh, eat a suicide smock once, so I, right. I I understand where he's right. coming from with that. Okay. So it'll fill you up, right? It's more the the, the oral fixation. Right. It'll, it'll keep okay. you going. All right. So give them some of your snacks. Give some of your snacks to the starving motherfuckers that are so hungry they stay up all night eating toilet paper. Because the amount of food on those BS trays couldn't sustain a five-year-old and wouldn't even be eaten by a stray dog. So this is either this is either an ex uh, client. Client. He is. Yes. Uh, I, I think he is. Or an officer that was upset that they didn't get uh, a Polish dog tray or chicken uh, patty, chicken patty, yeah, spicy I'm, I'm chicken patty pissed when I don't get the chicken patty. Those trays wouldn't sustain a five-year-old and wouldn't even be eaten by a stray dog. I, I think, I think they would. I think a stray dog, a would, stray dog would, yeah, would, stray would, dogs would smash it. Right. Yeah. I've seen dogs eat dirty diapers. I've seen dogs eat poop. Right. So yeah. I've seen humans eat poop too. Well, yeah. So there you go. Yes, there are a few of y'all that are decent human beings. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So, yeah. so the trays are bullshit. Uh, right. Maybe you should share. And but but you know what? Here, some of you, some of y'all. So maybe Southern. Some of y'all. Yeah, he's right. south of the Mason Dixon line. So Southern hospitality. Yeah. Right. So some of y'all, some of y'all that are decent human beings. But the vast majority, and I think maybe me and you are considered in the vast majority, or uh, yeah. are we the minority? No, we're vast. We are. Okay. Well, it are are uh, so this is the vast majority of you are fat, mean. Yes. Yes. Miserable. Yes. Power driven. Yes. Evil fucks. Yes. Who constantly tell inmates that you will help them with something, but then you never come back. Story of my life. Right. That is that is. Um, <laughs> That's your Twitter profile. Isn't it, it? it is fat, he's, mean, he's, miserable, power-driven, evil fuck. Yeah, that's me. Right. He's, he got me down to a yeah. T. No, he he probably was in one of your housing units at some point. I think he's on my Facebook. Um, yeah, you're probably friends with him. Um, oh yeah, this is your neighbor here. No, <laughs> uh, just about every one of you could give two fucks about an inmate, whether they were a gangster or a nun. Now I do like I do like that line. I do like that line. Uh, it, it, but not for the reason that, that this person thinks I like that line because I do treat everybody the same, whether they're a gangster or a nun, meaning mm -hmm. I don't care what you did to get into my facility. I'm going to treat you basically how you behave towards me yeah. inside that facility. Treat how you, how you are right. treated. I don't, right. I don't. So you could be a gangster or a nun or a mm -hmm. gangster nun, you know, or a, a convert. It doesn't, I don't care. Then he goes on to say they 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 are all like roaches to you, and it's disgusting. Hmm. So you don't care if they're a gangster or a nun. They're all roaches to you. You're a fat, evil fuck, and it's disgusting. And then so this is so I'm starting to I'm starting to say, man, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this because this is not my perception of my coworkers. And then he says this. Did you see the episode of 60 Days In where the fat, surprise, surprise, CO went in? And this is where he lost me. Um, because now I'm not sure if this individual was incarcerated or if he just watches 60 Days In. 
Oh, he's been incarcerated because he knows about the bullshit Trace. Well, but do, do they show Trace on 60 Days? I've never watched I, I an episode know. of 60 I, Days In. I've watched five minutes of one, and, and I... Did they talk about the Trace? Uh, you know, it was... I did. I felt like I was at work, so I So he says this fat CO went in. Yeah, he didn't even make it past intake. Crying like oh. a bitch. Not so easy when the tables are turned. So here's my. So I, I think he's. A, I think he's saying that there was a, a correctional officer on there that agreed to be on the show. Was yeah, was in the show. Right in the show. So if this individual was on the show, knew he was in the show, knew that there was a way to get out if he needed to, why would he be crying in intake? Uh, because that's what the producers asked him to do. Oh, because I don't what? think that no, it's show, reality. It's, it's reality TV. Yeah. It is reality TV. So, it's so weird that a show wanted to put uh, a correctional officer, law enforcement officer, in a predicament where they looked stupid. Huh, hard to believe. Yeah, the media is usually not like that. Yeah. They usually portray us in a positive manner. I am shocked or right. and appalled. No, you are. I like uh, the reality shows when they're rolling the credits right. and it says written by. Written by, scripted, yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I thought reality was. Never mind. I'm sorry. Right. I'm going off on it. No, don't, don't, don't go too far. It's not so easy when the tables are turned. It should be a requirement. So, what is this comment missing so far? We're 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 talking negatively about how we perceive the inmate population. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the food being terrible. Mm -hmm. We're talking about us treating inmates like roaches. What are we missing? Because I bet this next sentence fixes it for you. Do tell. It should be a requirement for every one of you Nazi fucks. Mm. And I'm like, there it is. Mm. Nazi. Thank you. Mm -hmm. When were the Nazis in power? 38 to 42. 38 to 42. Okay. About 80 years ago. Don't you feel like, like maybe at the 100 year mark, they'll find a different, like maybe. Oh, no. You don't think so? No. You think it'll always be the Nazis? Always be Nazis. Always be gate. Oh. Uh, Watergate. Right. Applegate. Yeah. Uh, Trumpgate. Yeah. Whatever yeah. gate. Yeah. Yeah. Caramel Applegate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hey, yeah. you know what? I didn't have the other day. What? Caramel Apple. It's still a, it's still a sore. Still raw, right? isn't it? And that's why comments like this don't bother me because uh, friends of mine uh, hurt my feelings all the time. It says, sorry. So then he apologized. It should oh. be a requirement for every one of you Nazi fucks. Sorry, but you are all equivalent to Nazis to me. So the population considers us Nazis and right. we consider the population roaches. Roaches. Okay. Right. Nazis okay. and roaches. Okay. You may have just written the, uh, the uh, title of this episode. I, Nazis I, and roaches. I think what you should write an article entitled Nazis, Nazis and, and roaches. roaches. Yeah, I may. I may. Be. What if what if that article turns into a book? What if that book turns into a bestseller? And this guy came back and sued you for royalties. He could. Yeah, he probably could. Nazis and roaches. If he puts it on a public forum, though. I don't know. I'm going to make a T-shirt up that says Nazis and roaches. I, I like right. that. I don't think you should do that. No. <laughs> Damn. So he says, uh, he says, sorry, but you're all the equivalent of Nazis to me. Mm. Okay. Then he says, um, the Stanford prison experiment proved that it is super easy to slip into that power trip and not give a shit about those behind the bars. All you care about is your own fat asses. If you were to trade places, you would crumble. Go ahead. Write me the fuck up. Yeah, that's a, a former, the, the write up. Because only on insiders know that. Right. Yeah. All right. right. So I'm sure his parents are proud. I I mean, I'm proud. Yeah. It was good. He, it, it, it was well thought out. It I was well written. It was I appreciate well him uh, sharing. Mm -hmm. I appreciate him uh, enlightening me to his perspective. I think it's important to hear other people's perspective that you don't agree with. Um, and I brought up some points. And I think, uh, I think. Uh, maybe we should dive into the Stafford Prince, Stafford Prince. What is it? Sanford, Sanford, Stanford, 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 Stanford and sons. No, do, 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 Stanford, do, 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 do. Stanford prison. prison experiment, Sanford prison experiment, Sanford, Stanford, Stanford, Stanford. 
the college in California prison experiment. Right. Yeah. Which was crazy. It's it, it is which is crazy. Everybody should uh everybody in correction should watch it because I'm telling mm-hmm. you that you have participated in one or more of those conversations in yes. your in your career. And if you say that you haven't, you're a liar. And I think that it's a good it's a good enlightening experience. Uh, even if you just watch the movie, you don't have to read the book or whatever. You just watch the movie. Cliff notes. I um, watched the movie. Yeah. You've worked with all those people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's, and to, so to a certain extent, this guy may have a point, um, because it is easy to slip into that. I can control everything. You mm-hmm. will respond when I say respond. And yep. I think ultimately that goes back to what I always say is that the skills that they teach us to do the job to survive inside ultimately destroys outside because we, if we take on that persona, it does carry outside into our, Oh yeah. It carry, it's, it's hard to turn on, turn off. It's, right. Yeah. Wax on, wax off. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So thanks for the comment and, um, keep them coming. I don't even know how we got to that, but Sanford prison. Experience. I want to end, I want to end on this. I want to say that, um, to the to the female officer that sent us that uh, that email, mm. you could not have uh, prevented that if it was uh, supposed to happen. Which I yeah. I echo Roland's uh, theory uh, that this is all one gigantic stage play. Mm-hmm. There uh, are no coincidences created by a celestial director who knows how this is going to end, and you are ex- exactly where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Yeah. And but no words that you can give or anybody nothing. can give are going to ease her pain. Nothing. That's uh, nothing. The only thing that you can hope to say is that it is part of a plan. You will yeah. never understand that plan. I will never understand that plan Correct. because it's created by. It's almost like when administration comes out with a new set of policies, right? They're so much smarter than us. They see the big picture that we we just don't even need to know what process went into it. We just need to do it and embrace it. And, and that's kind of what this is. This is the, the ultimate director in the sky with his uh, angelic leadership team uh, crafting this beautiful plan, this beautiful policy for your life, and, uh, and you just need to roll with it. And try to find some comfort in the fact that you, for whatever reason, were exactly where you needed to be right. at that moment in time. And right. um, and you know, like Roland said, it may not bring you comfort. It may not make you feel any better, but that's what it is. And, um, hopefully, uh, at some point you may see the, the, the result of you being there, not being there. And I think that, that, I think that's where you need to put your focus and then understand that, uh, it's okay to not have control and to, to let somebody else, uh, steer the boat for a little bit, especially for us. Yeah, It, it is absolutely hard. Um, but that's why it's important to go out, get out of your facility. Uh, and when you have time off to participate in things like church groups, to participate in things like, uh, you know, softball teams and, 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 you know, go volunteer in places, food banks and stuff to see, uh, good works. You're laughing at my, no, because (laughs) when you were, uh, talking about your AA meeting and they asked you court appointed, that was, uh, I, I used to volunteer at a food bank Yeah, and a guy asked me, he said right. something, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I said, I'm volunteering. And he said, court appointed. Yeah. And I, so uh, right. That's just my little trigger. It was funny. And every time I hear court appointed, it takes me back to that food bank. Well, listen, we're going to wrap it up for the night. I appreciate you stopping by. Um, and me uh, or them. Right. Both of them. Both okay. of you. Uh, I appreciate them not being late. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> They've already tuned uh, out. You offered. This is ago. actually the first time in our relationship, um, in our goings uh, back and forth, that you have ever offered anything of value or substance. And I appreciate that. I was not prepared for you to carry the show tonight. And Dang. and you did. And that was awesome. And well, I screwed uh, that pooch. Yeah, you I? did. Yeah. So now I expect well, that. No, it's won't every happen time. again. I apologize. It, it won't. I, I'm here for comic relief only from here on out. Can I say uh, before we go? Yeah. Uh, hi to uh, some people. Do it. Gillespie, keep your head up. Yep. Sarah, Adam. Miss you. Yep. 
Sarah, Sarah in uh, Oregon. Yes. Yeah. And, and there's, there's several others that you know who you are and, uh, you are in our thoughts and prayers. Right. And, uh, to all the individuals that, uh, send me messages, emails, texts that you're getting ready to start the Academy, you're going through the Academy, uh, that you're taking tests, uh, keep them coming, man. I love it. I love it. I'm with you. I want you to succeed, uh, and be a part of this fantastic profession. Uh, if you want to uh, watch this episode, it's going to be up on YouTube at Just Corrections. If you're uh, wanting to listen to it, you can find it on any of your preferred podcast platforms, Apple Tunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's everywhere. It's a 10.9 podcast. If you want to get a hold of me and Roland, you can go to the Facebook page, 10.9 podcast. You can leave us a message. Roland diligently monitors that and responds in a timely manner all the time. Um, or you can send us an email at the 109 podcast at gmail.com and uh, and we'll respond from there. Though I may monitor, I'm not allowed to interact. That's correct. Thank you. Yeah, because I was able to uh, set that that way. Good call. Do you have any final thoughts for these people uh, before we uh, before we call it quits for a week? Uh, be smart, stay safe, and uh, stay tuned. <laughs> oh, I forgot how it goes. <sighs> Thank you.